0: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
1: We'll talk about it more coming up at 820. But right now, we want to go and invite in our Browns beat reporter brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's Premier Jewelry Store. Daryl, how are you on this fine Labor Day, my friend? Good, bud. How are you? Pretty good. Um, Listen, in in, in all your years of covering the Browns, Does this season seem to have the
2: highest expectations that you've seen? No, they were expected to do stuff in 2008 and did nothing. Um, 2021, expected to do something, did nothing. So I would say, though, this is the third season that I've covered them where they were actually expected to do something. So um, (laughs) It's a start, I guess. You know, (laughs) uh, these type of seasons don't come around all that often. Where they're uh, the expectations of the level that they are, but they're there, and you know we'll see if this group can uh, live up to them. We've kind of been tossing around here the last couple of segments, just
1: which season for fa- from the fan perspective was maybe the, the tested their fandom the most. If you had to pinpoint, and I understand you're looking at this from a different angle, not as a fan perspective, but what season do you think would have been the one that tested the fan base the most? And I, and it's funny because I, I kind of just thought blanketly. 1-31, in 31, those two bad years with the Hugh Jackson stuff and that whole era would have been the answer. But we're getting a lot of responses from people who are saying, man, that was bad, but, like, you kind of know once you live through that, you can live
2: through anything. He's like, it's more so the gut-wrenching, rip-your-heart-out moments that have hurt us. No, I was going yeah, to say the 4-44 and stretch, because that's, you know, no team in NFL history did that. So um, congratulations to the Browns for achieving that. <laughs> uh, not even the Detroit Lions <laughs> were able to put three years together that bad. So, um, I, I, to me, it's it's the the, the four and forty four. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll go those three years because that that was as bad as it got. Talk with our Browns
1: beat reporter Dale Ryder again. Brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. If there's one thing, Daryl, that you're most worried about derailing this Brown season, we we know there's certainly some hype coming out of training camp in the preseason. In, in our conversations in the past, you talked about how this was a pretty drama-free training camp in preseason, and I think that bodes well as you get ready for the regular season to start here. We know there's a ton of talent on this team. They addressed a lot of needs this offseason. They added some new coaches. There should be success this year, but if there's one thing that you think is the biggest detriment to them not having that success that could derail things, what do you think it
2: is? Um, I would say health. That's fair. I think that if they are healthy, they'll be fine. If they aren't, well, uh, then I I think things get challenging. But, yeah, I hesitate to say that because I'm a little superstitious. Don't want to put, like, you know, bad karma out there or anything, but – I just, I, yeah, I feel like health of this team is of paramount importance because, um, you know, frontline starters, great. Most of the reserve positions, okay. But then once you get beyond that, a lot of question marks. So if they stay healthy, I I think that they will uh, be able to achieve their goals.
1: Talk with our Browns beat reporter Dare Ryder. Follow him on Twitter at right or fan uh Deshaun Watson after that last preseason game said there's gonna be fireworks come week one what do you think what what does fireworks look like and what should fans maybe expect there
2: a lot of points um that's what fireworks mean to me big plays a lot of points so um I don't know that that's gonna actually happen week one (laughs) Uh, I think it might you know might little need a little time to get the engine warmed up there but Uh, you know, I like it, you know, he's got the expectation he's going to come out and hit the ground running, uh, you know, with this offense that has been remade in his likeness, so to speak, uh, this offseason. So, uh, we, we've seen some glimpses in training camp. Uh, we've seen a couple of sprinkles there in the preseason here in the very limited time, uh, that he was on the field. So yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, if they actually do come out, uh, on fire, uh the way uh he expects to. If they do, well, I think Browns fan gonna be real, real happy. But if they don't, um, you know, look, the first part of the season here is real, real tough. Going into the bye week, they gotta play all three division opponents. Uh with a you know, game against the Tennessee Titans there, Mike Rabel and company sprinkled in between. So um it's a real, real tough start and it's a real interesting finish to the season as well because usually December, early January, loaded with division games. Not this year. The Browns won't play a division game from mid-November until that season finale in Cincinnati. So um, I think if uh, they're going to uh, do something they haven't done since 1989, then that's uh, win their division. Uh, They're going to have to get that done early in the season.
1: Speaking of um, just the early stretch of the season here, and the, the the three matchups against your division opponents just of those games I, I i don't know like i like i was sitting here kind of prognosticating what that could look like and um i don't know like is there one that you feel is like like what what of
2: the first four games what which one's feel which one feels maybe the most daunting for this team i'd say um uh, i'd say pittsburgh in week 2 because it's a, it's a Monday night game, and depending on what the result is in week one, and if the results are what they usually are in week one, mm-hmm. that, that becomes a big one. Yeah. You know, because you don't want to go at 0-2. So, um, I, I'm going to say that Pittsburgh game, I think that could be a tone setter. It, it is on the road. Um, you know, four of the first five games are at home. And you know what that means they play a ton of games on the road down the stretch so they're going to you know uh including they'll be away uh over uh thanksgiving there they'll be out west at denver and then uh the rams they are not coming home after that broncos game they are staying on the west coast and heading mm. to la uh to prepare for the for uh that uh rams game so um yeah i'm going to say the pittsburgh game in week 2 Again, asterisks attached to it depending on the results in week one if those results are negative. A few more minutes with our Browns beat reporter, Daryl Ryder. I know I asked you a couple weeks ago
1: if you, had, if you felt better or had more faith in the offense or the defense starting the season, and you said the defense. Do you still feel that way as you get ready for week one? Because I know like last week, Ken and Lima sort of debated this topic, and Ken sort of thought, people who believe in the defense more than the offense at this point were crazy because of how bad the defense was last year. But I see it differently. I, I I'm with you from a couple weeks ago where I think the, what they did to rebuild this defense, I have more confidence in that group and Jim Schwartz to get the most out of them. than I, then I know what I'm going to get from the offense.
2: Yeah. I, I still don't know what I'm getting from Deshaun Watson yet. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I, I know what the expectations are. I know why they traded for the guy. Uh, I know everything he's been through uh, concerning the -the off-the-field issues, right? I don't know what to expect from him yet. I got a pretty good idea what to expect from this defense. Uh, And, you know, the players they brought in, uh, what Jim Schwartz has installed, uh, you know, philosophically, you know, looking at, again, their work in the preseason. They were off and running, especially that front four. So, um, and that's without Miles Garrett on the field. Now throw 95 into that mix. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah I, 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 I think it's got to be the defense. Uh, I, I know what I think is going to happen with the offense and what I expect to happen with the offense, but I have much more confidence that the defense is going to live up to what I think and what I expect uh, on that side of the ball.
1: I 100% agree. I saw that Juan Thornhill was working the uh, the Twitter the Twitter feed trying to recruit his uh, former teammate, Chris Jones, who's obviously holding now with Kansas City. Now, I, listen, fans see that, and they see all the cap space created, which I know we know, obviously, Daryl. that's more so for bookkeeping down the line. But is there any way fans get excited, their minds wander? Is there any way, any chance that the Browns would truly
2: try to pursue Chris Jones? They don't have a first-round pick to give the Chiefs right now, at least this year. They would have to give the Chiefs their 2025 first-round pick. Yeah. So, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just spitballing here, but I'm guessing if Kansas City would even remotely contemplate making that type of a trade, that's where the conversation would begin. Um, again, uh, this isn't fantasy football. All right, this team already costs over three hundred million dollars. They, uh, you know were able to get Shelby Harris in in, in uh you know uh, late in the offseason there. Uh they were able to get Sedarius Smith again late in the offseason, get him away from Minnesota Vikings. Um Dalvin Tomlinson, they broke out the checkbook there to uh get him in here, They added Obo Okoronkwo. Uh so it sounds great and it'll be awesome if Andrew Barry, uh, you know, would be able to pull that rabbit out of his hat. I just, again, I'm just being practical about it. Yes, they do have the cap space, but they do need the cap space for next year. But um, I would have to think if I'm the Kansas City Chiefs, I would want that conversation to start with a first-round pick, and the Cleveland Browns do not have a first-rounder to offer. They do have their second-rounder for 2024, but they don't have that first-rounder until 2025.
1: Last thing, Daryl. You mentioned the health being so important for this team in terms of derailing the season. We uh, last update we got on Denzel Ward didn't seem like it was too great. We still don't know a lot there. I know you haven't heard from Stefanski yet today. He'll speak after practice, and we'll have that obviously here on the Fan
2: Live. You'll but... hear nothing from Stefanski today. I'll just warn you right now. <laughs> I, I hate to break the suspense for you, but there you go. I don't know. I mean, the well... question will be asked. It'll it, hopefully it'll come for me if I can get it in, but. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I, I'm not optimistic. Um, I'm not, obviously I'm not a neurologist or a doctor. Okay. Or, you know, brain trauma specialist or anything like that, but this is concussion number four, fourth time he's gone through this, um, since being drafted. It's something to be concerned about. Um, uh, I, I'm guessing I've not been told anything. I'm just using some common sense here. I'm sure there's been some, some discussion behind the scenes about it. So, Um, I uh, anticipate that the answer from Stefanski today will be rather vague. Um, I don't think that they will rule him out today uh, for week one or, you know, whatever. Um, I I think that they're going to nurse this thing along uh, behind the scenes here and, you know, see how he progresses. I don't know if you were, I don't know if it was really a spoiler alert that Kevin Stefanski's not going to say anything.
1: I think fans at this point kind of know what they're getting okay. into. With I him. just you know again <laughs> I,
2: I I I hate when people ruin the plot of the movie for me before I'm able to see it, <laughs> so I have to self-report myself there. But I, I'm just saying like I, I don't think Kevin Stefanski's going to tell us uh, very much today uh, regarding Denzel Ward's status for Sunday or, you know, for uh, you know the the, the first part. Uh, of this season. He's Darrell Ryder, our Browns beat
1: reporter here at 92 through the fan, his hits c- brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Make sure to read all of his work over at 92 through the and follow him on Twitter at right or wrong fan. Darrell always appreciate the time, man. Enjoy practice today. All right. You bet, bud. have a great holiday. Yep. You too. See you, Daryl. Good stuff. Good insight from Darrell. Uh, he's kind of in the same camp as many of you that the, the losing seasons, were not quite as bad as some of the rip-your-heart-out moments that the Browns had. Also, we talked to him about the, the the Chris Jones situation and Juan Thornhill trying to maybe recruit him to come here to Cleveland. Didn't close the door on it, but said it was unlikely. We'll talk about all that more on the other side coming up here on 92 Through the Fan.